0: Monkey is the way we refer to those random ADHD thoughts that take over your mind when you're supposed to be paying attention to something important. Hello and welcome to Feeding the Monkey, Volume 13. We're going to look at ghost fishing and cats. I love cats. I have four cats. Sometimes you probably hear my cats crinkling and jingling and... Occasionally fighting um, them four wonderful little cats. We're going to look at them. We're going to find out, does that cat know that's your foot when they're jumping on it and playing on it? I I have always wondered about that. Do they think that that's some kind of weird, mysterious creature? Or do they know that's your foot? We are also going to look at, how do they only catch the kind of crab they're looking for on Deadliest Catch? Deadliest Catch is a reality TV show. It's on the Discovery Channel in America. And it follows a group of plucky crab fishermen as uh, they fish in the Bering Sea for crab, obviously. And it's called Deadliest Catch because it's um, supposedly crab fishing is the deadliest profession in the world. Fortunately, I haven't seen anybody pass away, but I'm pretty sure Discovery Channel is real careful to make sure that they don't show that kind of thing because that would be really bad for ratings. Um, Yes, I'm that cynical. The only reason they don't show it is because it would be bad for ratings. Um, So last week we had a Criminal Minds break where we looked at polyphasic sleep as well as microexpressants. We're going to go back to TV for the first question of this week and then one of those truly random musings that keeps me up at night sometimes literally um so i really like tv i like re- i like reality tv i like to watch you know your gordon ramsays and and uh the cooking shows and and uh, uh my favorite by far is deadliest catch so deadliest catch the program is divided up into two seasons the first season Is always for king crab and the second is for snow crab so how do they only catch the correct kind of crab for this season Um, this is a this question because um, the the uh, crab fishing is regulated for various reasons that we're going to go into a little bit later and the, the upshot though for right now is that you can't be catching king crab and snow crab season and vice versa because it is against the law and you'll lose your license and go through all kinds of fines and all kinds of things. So crab pots are the way crab is caught on deadliest catch. A pot or a trap weighs about 800 pounds and is um, uh, just dry, 800 pounds dry. It's made of steel frames covered with netting or wire mesh. The pot is baited with either cod or herring and then dropped overboard to sit and wait for crab. This is called a soak. The boat will drop a number of them in a row with a GPS locator of where they are, um, where they've been dropped or set. This row of set pots is called a string and is picked up anywhere from 5 to 24 hours after being set. A vessel will carry uh, anywhere from 15 to 300 pots. Sometimes a pot will come loose from its buoy and it sinks. This makes them very upset, by the way. This makes fishermen very upset because crab pots are very expensive. The number I often hear in the show bandied about is $10,000. Sometimes it will come loose from its buoy and it sinks, but that pot is obviously still baited, and so it continues to attract crabs. This is called ghost fishing. These pots are generally irrecoverable because they're at the bottom of the ocean. In order to be humane to the animals... A pot is required to have an automatic release function of some kind, usually a length of biodegradable rope that's holding the pot closed, or possibly a section of biodegradable netting or mesh. After about 30 days underwater, um, it will degrade to the point that the release will trigger and it will free the trapped crab so that you don't end up with, um, with them being trapped there. So crab fishing, as I had mentioned, is regulated in order to preserve the population for future fishing, to prevent catching of endangered species, and to ensure that fishing is humane. Some of these regulations include size limits for various types of crab, and quotas for the amount of crab allowed to be caught, and seasons for the different types of crab, which um, like I said, that leads us to this question. So how do they catch the right type of crab? the answer is pretty easy. Different types of crab are different sizes. King crabs are the largest. During snow crab or uh, opelio season, the openings for the crabs to go in are made smaller with netting or mesh or a different pot altogether is used, although that is not the most cost effective way to do it. Generally speaking, the holes are made smaller for them to get into. Um, and so a king crab can't get into a hole the size uh, that an apelio or snow crab can get into. Um, during the season, the way these size limits are met is by manual sorting. When the pot is brought back up onto the ship, it, the bottom of it is opened up onto a something called a sorting table. And the deck hands will go through and they will sort the, the crab. Based on, based on size and ones, uh, size and sex actually, size and gender. And uh, ones that are too small or are of the incorrect gender will be thrown back out to sea to get larger or to breed. So now you know, that's how they catch the kind of crab they're out looking to catch. So, cats. Cats do lots of odd things. I believe we all know that, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Whether you're a cat person or not, you probably know that cats do some pretty strange things. I have four of them. Uh, One cannot even let a twitch go by without jumping on your foot under the blanket. So, do cats know that that's your foot? Or do they think it's some kind of mysterious monster or something? I don't, I'm going to look into the minds of the cat. Very dangerous territory, the mind of the cat. Um, so, cats do a lot of bizarre stuff. Uh, just off the top, there are 11 behaviors that all cats do. And... Um, probably all humans have at one point or another looked at it and gone, what is that cat doing? Uh, the first thing they do is they chatter. That's a noise they make. Um, no one is really sure what that, why they do that. Uh, they do that at prey. So you'll see them in a window making a weird little chirping noise, uh, while watching a, a, a small animal. No one's really sure why they do that. It could be frustration. Um, There is also a theory that it is intended to freeze prey. So uh, the prey animals will figure that the cat um, is tracking on movement. They make that chittering noise and that will cause the prey to stop uh, moving around and and they'll stick to just one area for a second. Another thing cats do is head-butting. They come up and they and they rub their head on you and they rub their head on everything and it just looks so lovely and cute. Um, what they're actually doing is they're marking your territory. They're rubbing their scent from their forehead onto you or the couch or whatever it is. They're, this is mine. I love it and it's mine. Um, gifting. This is when they kill or sometimes don't kill and bring you a small animal Um, mine will bring me cat toys because with four cats there hasn't been a small animal in my house in decades because four cats so what they'll bring me is they'll they'll bring me cat toys and they'll come up to me meowing with the cat toy. And that's a mom meow. They walk with a, with a it's like a howling noise. And it's something that mom cats do to call the kittens to come and, and eat. And basically what that means is you look like you need a sandwich. And you're also too stupid to catch your own. So uh, depending on how stupid you are in the cat's opinion... That they bring you something dead, then they figure you're too stupid to even catch your to not only not only catch your own food, but definitely you can't you can't kill it on your own. So so you are a complete and utter moron, and they will bring you something dead so that you can just eat for the love of Pete. They're like the cats are like the ultimate Italian mothers. Eat something, eat. Look at you. Um, if they bring you something that's alive, you have graduated from being too stupid to catch and kill your own food to just too stupid to catch it and uh, and now you're allowed to kill it on your own uh, sometimes they chew things like plastic or wires or string or wood this is called a pica. <clears throat> excuse me uh, this is usually from anxiety and unlike most weird cat things this is actually a problem and you should take them to the vet because they can um, ingest things that they can't they can't get out of their bodies like it's like string and rubber bands and things of that nature and they can get their intestinal tract can get blocked up and it can kill them so so uh, that one's actually important to have to be checked out sometimes they do something that we call paw pressing that's when they press their little paws down the claws come out and they press down and pull up alternating the paws this is a reflex, a kitten reflex. This is how they get milk from their mothers. So doing it means contentment. They have basically, they're reverting to kittenhood. They're just so happy. They can't stand it and they're reverting to kittenhood. Some of them will actually suckle on blankets or on your hair or, or such. Or they'll drool and that's why. Because they, they're kittens and, they're, and they think that you're their mom. Basically, uh, for all of these things, cats basically think you're a cat. They think you're a big, ugly, hairless, unpredictably loud cat. And so they treat you, <coughs> excuse me again, for a little cough there. They will treat you like, uh, like you are a cat. Um, next, so next weird cat behavior, sitting in boxes cats like to sit in boxes they like to sit in caves they feel much more secure if they have um, if they have something touching them behind and on top and to the sides and they can look out the front because if they're in a small space like that nothing is going to be able to come at them from behind or to the sides so sitting in boxes is a comfort thing sometimes they'll stare at you you have not lived until a cat has stared you down. And they just look at you. And you look away. And every time you look back. There's still those big. Owl eyes. Looking at you. They're trying to get your attention. Maybe you can just scratch them on the head or whatever. But probably they want you to feed them. And my cats. When they want your attention. They want you to feed them. Or let them outside. And my cats don't ever go outside. So It's a very sad, in vain, sort of staring at me thing. Um, On the opposite end of the spectrum, sometimes they just ignore you. And, I mean, you know, this is the the, the typical classic cat behavior. When they've got their back to you and you're calling them and their ears flicker back occasionally. And you know darn well they can hear you, they're just ignoring you. And basically, um, sometimes cats just need some alone time. Occasionally, your cat will leave poop uncovered. This is generally a dominance thing. They are showing you who is the big cat of the house. By leaving their scent out there, they are that's a big dissing you. We, I'm, you're not even scary enough that I have to hide my poop from you, is basically what they're doing there. Crying at night, sometimes cats will walk around howling in the night. Scientists again, are not certain what causes this. uh they feel that it could be because cats are mostly nocturnal, and so at night they don't even have you as a distraction. They get frustrated, they can't hunt or exercise. everybody's asleep, and so they just walk around howling finally the my my favorite strange thing that cats do and why they do it they hang out at your feet in the bathroom, and people. I have wondered often, and people have asked me, because I have so many cats, do your cats hang out when you're sitting on the toy toy? And yes, they do. The reason why? Because you pet them, and they like it. So why do your cats hang out when you're sitting on the toilet? Because you taught them to. There. Take that. Um, okay, so the question. Do they know that's your foot under there? Your feet in socks... Or under a blanket, don't look like feet, they look like prey. Your cat probably doesn't know that it's you under there. Like I said, you're a big, ugly, loud, unpredictable cat. Um, interestingly, if a cat plays with your hands or your feet when they are not under a blanket, that cat has been insufficiently socialized. And is actually treating you like an equal or possibly lesser cat. And so what you will want to do is make sure that you handle the cat and you don't ever let him play with you that way because that's the kind of behavior that will eventually lead to um, peeing outside of the box, um, biting humans, and, and causing actual harm and so forth. So... That's the answer. Your feet look like prey, and the cat probably has no idea that that's you. We are Siamese, if you please. Thank you very much for listening. Um, next week, we'll be looking at the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, interestingly about 20 ships and four planes are still lost in the bermuda triangle every year scientists still don't know what in the world is going on there so we're going to look at the bermuda triangle and get some uh, hints of what they think might be costing also why do natural foods cost so much more than processed food that seems counterintuitive it seems like processed food would cost more because It's got more effort going into making it, but that's not the case. So the monkey is going to look and see if we can find a non-conspiracy-related reason for that. In the meantime, I thank you very much for listening. As always, I can never thank you enough for listening. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, uh, etc., you can email me, monkey at feedingthemonkey.com. That's all one word. There's also a website, www.feedingthemonkey.com, and on Facebook at Feeding the Monkey. Show notes are also always available on the website, and please, if you have anything that you are interested or wondering, um, I, I would love to look it up for you. The question that we're going to look at next week about natural food, actually, um, Mark on the Facebook page asked about that. So, again, thank you very much for listening, and as always, I'm going to leave you with some upbeat outro music. Thank you.